If I knew then what I know now, I'd never let you. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with legendary jazz vibraphonist Terry Gibbs on the 2023 Terry Gibbs Songbook Project. He opens up about this tribute to the unparalleled talent of this legendary jazz icon. At 98 years old, he proves that age is just a number with this album and his energy. Produced in collaboration with his Grammy-nominated percussionist son, Jerry, and featuring lyrics from luminaries like Steve Allen, the album showcases Terry's mastery of crafting catchy, beautiful tunes. This album is a must-listen for any enthusiast and a fitting tribute to one of the greatest vibraphonists and band leaders of all time. This is the second time we've caught up with him. He's always a joy we cover this album and so much more going on in his life enjoy this interview hey terry i think we're on we're good to go okay good it's great to hear from you again thank you for taking a minute out today i appreciate it oh it's fun i always i i really you know it's at my age that's that's the most fun thing i like to do is do interviews and talk to people that's wonderful when you get to be 99 years old and that's all you want to do is just talk about the fun things you had in your life, you know? Absolutely. Well, I remember our last interview very, very well. There were so many wonderful stories and anecdotes. It's one of my favorite interviews, so I'm so happy to be able to dive right back in here with you. So, um, so what I want to start off with is, you know, this album is quite a retrospective and accomplishment looking back on your life. How does it feel? You know, you know something. I am as happy as ever, ever, I've ever been with any CD drum because if you read the line of notes on it, this whole thing was a fluke. It, it, it was just I had a song in my piano bench, and you, you know, Alan and Malin Bergman, the guys, people wrote all the, uh, the, the, all the whole thing. They wrote the whole thing for Yentl, all the lyrics for Yentl and Johnny Mandel and Michelle Legrand. They're the two most political writers. And they were going to write a lyric to my last song I ever wrote. And then, unfortunately, Marilyn died. And uh, it, it, it's just a whole story. It take a half hour to tell it. But if they buy the album, they can read about it, you know. So what about the players that are on this? You've got a great ensemble. Your son's orchestrated a lot. How, how do you feel about the players? Well, actually, I, my son, I love my son, but all he did was help me with the engineering and, 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 all, and, and uh, editing. Uh, it was all, I, well, I had the idea after I, uh, I you know, uh, that I got the okay to do a CD, I knew what I had in mind. I I I, you know, I come from the school of Lester Young, and then playing with the Woody Herman band, having Stan Getz, Zoot Sims, and Al Cohen, and then my own band, Richard Kabuka, Bill Perkins. I like that style of tenor playing. So I wanted two tenors, and there's only two tenor players or three that I know that that I know that play that style. And I got the two I was looking for. And you know, you always have a, when you do a, when you produce an album, is a, your first uh, choice and your second, oh, they're all good. Well, every play you hire is good. But I got the two guys I wanted. And both of them played so great. You never, so sometimes I get confused who's playing because they're, they come from a similar school. They got their own style playing. And, and, and this wild, 
uh, about both of them because they ju- they're just such great melodic players. And so I was so happy when you know you know you're not uh, everything is done in. Uh, you do it in segments, you do a tune here, you do a tune until it's edited and so it's, uh, you know, so it's mixed and mastered. And when you hear the master of, of something that you, of the idea you had, come to the, to the ending and you say, wow, it happened, you know. Am I happy? I'm as happy with this as I've ever been with any CD without playing on it. But the thing about it is, is that this is still you, and it's still your music, and it's still, you know, you're you're still in the forefront after 98 years. How does it feel to not only have this legacy, but you're you're still remaining relevant, and everybody is still diving into your music? Well, if, if you, I'll tell you some wild gasawa, Joe. In two months, I'll be 99. But when people ask me how old I am, I really don't tell them in two months I'll be 99. I say, in 14 months, I'll be 100 years old. <laughs> I, I, I really think I'm going to have with it. Well, it feels, it feels, let me tell you, anything that you do that I've ever done, to start with, nine times at a time, I've recorded about 80 CDs. Nine times at a time, I never like what I do. Uh, after I hear it, not till about three, four months later, then I listen to it and I say, God, that wasn't bad at all. Because you always want think you can always do better, you know? When, you, when you're playing, you always feel like, give me another chance. But I, see, I, that's why I record live most of the time. Nine-tenths of my albums are live. I don't want to hear what I play. I just want to play. I want to have fun playing. That's, I, when I get on stage, is my, my, my most fun time in my life. You know, and the one thing, too, is I, I'm thinking from my perspective, and, and, you know, I'm only 50, and, and I keep thinking when I hear about people that make it, you know, to that 98 point, what, what has been the, the key to you to staying around, relevant, and, and young at heart? How, how has that happened? I, I I think my mind has been very active all my life. Uh, you know, when I was conducting television shows, I, I worked with uh, comedy writers, guys like Woody Allen, these, these great minds, and 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 I like humor. I, I love humor, and when you work with these type of guys, it's like going to a to a jam session. I go to the, to the comedy writers' meetings. I had to write cues here and there. And they're throwing out lines that they're writing, they're, they're writing skits. You know, nothing, it, it, it starts with a, a closing and, and then at the beginning. And, and they, and they like my sense of humor where they like, let me throw in some lines and they like what I have to say. So I think keeping my mind busy most of my life. I, I've been on a road for 80 years, Joe. I, I, I play, I've been a professional musician since I've been 12 years old. Wow. What, so with this particular album, I'm curious, what are you hoping the listener gets from this album? Uh, happiness. I, I hope they, they like the melodic part of it. Uh, I hope they like what the two tenor plays and Danny, the singer. Uh, uh, you, know, you know what's wild about the, the singer? You know I, I, how I auditioned was I had Neil uh, wife, the guy who owns the record company, I wanted to get him involved in sort of way. I said, do you know how many singers on your label? Because he was giving me a chance to do something without playing. 
And he sent me this kid, the young guy, he's about 40 years old, and, and he sent me this thing, and I, all I wanted to hear were two types of songs. I wanted to hear how he can swing and how he can sing a ballad. So I, I listened to the record, and you know, when, if somebody sings a Tony Bennett song that he made famous, or Frank, anything, you can't help but sneak a little part of what they do into a song. So a lot of times on, on Danny's album, he sounds like this guy, but all I wanted to hear was, you remember the song, Is You Is, or Is You Ain't My Baby? That if you can't swing that, you should be a shoemaker. And, and then uh, a ballad, he sang Sunday Kind of Love, and I gambled with that thing. Now, on my, my album, he can't sound like anybody because nobody ever sang these songs. So he he came in and uh, he did what I asked him to do. He, he this this guy is a, a very talented kid. He's a he's an actor. He's a singer. He plays all the reed instruments. He tap dances. He does a lot of shows. And so when when we had our first rehearsal at my house, after we sang the first song, I I stopped and I said, Danny, here's what I want you to do for me now. And and being an actor, he takes direction. Now I never tell anybody what to do. Actually, when I buy her, I let them do their thing. I said, Danny, take away. Now, you, by the way, you're not performing now. We're doing a record. So take away the music right now and read that lyric to me, that love song you just sang. Just read the lyric. Now, talk to me. Now I want you to put the melody to it. I want you to tell me a story. And and, and he really jumped in, and, and we didn't have that much time. He learned 18 songs in about, like, three weeks. Now, learning the lyrics and learning the melodies, that's not easy, by the way. Danny's wonderful. I, I've interviewed him in the past, and he's wonderful. You know, and, and Danny is a part of kind of a crop of younger cats now. You've seen a lot of changes over your life in jazz. How do you feel about what's going on with jazz in this modern day and era? Uh, you know, um, I hate to put it, I'm not as happy as, as I used to be because I'm not tapping my foot as much as I'd like to tap it when I listen to music. I, I You know, I, I was very fortunate in my younger days. I As a girl, as a, as a in my early 20s, when I got out of the Army, I, I immediately, uh, the club owners liked what I did, so I, I worked at Birdland uh, six months a year. I, I would uh, work out, it would, it would be, I would be the baby attraction. It would be Duke Ellington, Dinah Washington, and Terry Gibbs. Count Basie, Sarah Vaughn, and Terry Gibbs. Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, and Terry Gibbs. And so I got to learn and I got to play. I had such a, so much fun in my life, you know, playing music. And that, that was the most important thing to me, was, was to try to get up and have fun. You know, and that's just, I, and I demanded that from all my musicians, have fun. When we're not playing, we can, we'll, we'll talk and I'll ask you some dumb questions. Well, just say something silly, whatever. I'll, I'll be your best straight man if you have something funny to say. But don't fool with the music. Play the best you, play for me. Don't play for an audience. Play for me. So that's so, that's that's why I'm what I what I am. So I'm curious, are you are you playing these days? What's going on these days? No, no, I no, I, I don't do anything. I I I am the best. I'm very busy doing nothing, Joe. <laughs> I, I do nothing better than anybody living. 
Oh boy. Well, you've done plenty, Terry, and this this album is just a, a real solid reflection of what you've done in the world of jazz. So thank you so much for taking some time out today to open your book up a little bit more. And you know, we're, we share the same birthday, so happy ninety. Well, what's your What's your birthday? October thirteenth. Yes, sir. God, you and I really screwed up, aren't we? <laughs> we certainly did. Boy, we, we, we're in we're left field somewhere. <laughs> I was born on Friday the 13th, too. <laughs> and I think this, this time it is Friday the 13th. Oh. It is, yeah. Isn't it? Okay. Yeah, I, it, it probably is. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, but I'm, that's a lucky day for me, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. It's the day I was born, so I'm I'm not afraid. I'm ready to go. It's a good day. So. <laughs> good, Joe. It's great. Talk. I wish we would have done the Zoom show. It would have been fun. But this this is better because I don't have to. I I, 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 I can stretch out on a bed or whatever I wanted to do. But I'm I'm sitting up. But I'm but I'm sitting up having fun talking to you, Joe. It's been wonderful, Terry. Again, this is a very memorable interview. I really appreciate your time. And best of luck, and again, happy birthday here in a couple months. You too, Joe. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Take All right, care. take care, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in California, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Terry for his time, energy, and continued cool, and for coming on back to Neon Jazz. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Together. Forevermore. Neon Jazz.